Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for another week is JD. How are you, mate? Fantastic, mate. How was your weekend? Um, Busy, but it was good to watch the Formula One. I actually stayed awake and watched all of it, and I even got qualifying this week. Wow, there you it's go. not often that happens, Bit but... Of, it was pretty crazy qualifying session, Qualifying too. was really interesting. Yeah, all over the place. You had no idea what was going to happen. <laughs> no, no. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll jump onto that just in a wee bit. We'll jump into the news, because I don't know, you didn't have any... No well, racing yourself? Uh, I did. I went to, well, no racing. Oh, personally. no racing. Okay, yeah, sorry. How was Speedway? To, yeah, well, it was the Formula 500 uh, Australian title up here. I, I remembered on there. Monday that I was like, oh, that's right. I was going to, I didn't. I had to watch qualifying. <laughs> well, I watched it from my uh, chair on the on the hill. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was good. It was good. It was a bit, bit controversial. Once again, Australian title on the line. Last mm. corner. Well, in... T- into turn three, uh, the the current title holder, and I think he's got that would be his third title in a row. Actually, did he punt someone? He maybe went a little bit on the infield to take out the guy that was in the lead, and he well he didn't take him out, just bumped him out, and managed to come away with the win. Stewards room, we left the track at one a.m. The steward apparently the the drivers come out of the stewards room at two thirty. I think the decision had been made and. The guy that sort of got bumped out that was going to win the race in the end said he didn't want to go any further with it. He didn't want to win the Australian title like this by taking it off another driver. So, um, yeah, he, he, he backed down from it and, and let it That's go. That's a big call. That's a big it is, call. It is. Um, Especially these guys trying to win Australian title is a big thing. Uh, yeah, and having that on your resume for sponsors and stuff like that, it, it would have... Um, was it, it interstate up? Yeah, they... Both I think so. There was forty or thirty nine cars here for it. I think there was only about four or five NT uh, residents racing it. So oh, okay. Nearly all of them were from South. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, but yeah, that that was probably the highlight of it. Went down w- waiting to two o'clock to oh, see the no, result. No, 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 That's the, a highlight. <laughs> just the race in general. So it, it really would come down to the last lap and old mate really just threw it all on the line to get up the inside. And it was, everyone was going crazy on the hill. Like, how did he do it? Like it was, oh. it was nuts. Yeah. So, um, and, and the, the, uh, sorry, the sprint cars were also very good to watch. Sprint again. cars are always good fun to watch. Yeah, get Jason, pelted with rocks. Jason Gebert got out there and, uh, did a great job actually. Um, looked really impressive. The thing was on rails, right up against the wall, sitting on the pillow every lap, and just it's amazing. We went and stood on turn one, right up against the the sort of well, the pit and the fence you can stand yeah, behind yep. for um, when you're watching. But um, is the Red Rooster still there? No, the KFC. What's that? The, the there used to be a KFC or a Red Rooster. No, there? no, no it's gone. There. No, it's yeah. gone. Um, but yeah, standing right up against the fence, getting pelted with clay. Yeah, that's but what I really remember as a kid going to the speedway was go there and get pelted by clay, <laughs> and then build the biggest clay bowl you can build. <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting just watching how fast they tip them in mm. uh, into turn one and, and scrub the speed with the wings and whatnot. It was it was pretty cool. Speedway is a different kettle of fish. I know it's I've, a different I... type of racing. You done a little bit of stock car. Yeah, I did a little bit. Um. Enjoyed it. It was okay, but it, sprint cars are. Yeah, I'd like to drive one, so I have to tee that up. 
sometime soon. When you look at them, like <laughs> they're like, what pressures are you running or lack of pressure that you're running in those tyres? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, they do run them pretty low. It was actually a big problem for everyone on the weekend. There's, so they, they're all running up against the wall to be fast and uh, a few of them were breaking bead lockers off the rims and oh, having tyres go down. Flat. Yep. Yep. Done. So it, there, there was a few dramas there, quite a few wreckage, pretty normal for Speedway, but... A um, couple of young fellas actually from Darwin did all right over the weekend in the sprint cars. Uh, I think one sixteen, one seventeen. So oh, good yeah, on them. Yeah, it's good. Good on them. All right. Well, let's jump over to the news that we've got at the moment. Do we have much news? Oh. I, know, I mean, we jump into it and then we're like, do we have much? There was a little bit of news by memory. I can't remember. Matt yeah. Bradham is no longer driving for Preston Hire for the enduro season. What's your take on that? So they've called in Jason Bright. Do you think this is because he crashed the car during practice? I or his look, test day? I look, I think they're going definitely for the experience of Jason Bright. I think it's sad that Brabham's not going to get the chance to get out there and get some more seat time so that he can get better in these cars. Mm. Look, they're not the car that he normally drives. No, he's got a lot of open wheel racing yeah, I history. Think I think it's definitely the, the driving will come to him. I don't think he's a bad driver or anything like that. He just probably needs more seat time. Um, it's just a bit of a shame, really. Like, it he's is. not going like, to get that chance. Pretty decent peddler. He can pedal a car. Oh, bloody he's oath. Yeah. Doing really well. He's like, you know, he still thanks Preston Hire and um, Charlie Schwerkov for his, you know, for the help that they've done to him. Um, and I think he's still personally backed by Preston Hire because he's like, I still want to try and win him the championship for the Stadium Super Trucks because yeah, he's okay. currently leading that. Um, but, you know, you never know. He might come back next year. I think it was lucky for Jason Bright. It was like an 11th hour deal for him to get a drive for this season. Yeah, isn't that odd? Isn't it odd? First year out of a supercar, you'd think everyone would be crawling over him trying to get a, uh, him in their seat. I'm surprised they didn't match him up with any of the PRA boys, obviously being that he has driven from them in the past and whatnot, had a good relationship there. Yeah. You know, who was he going to Dean Canto's bloody tied to Bottolo. I don't know oh, if this yeah. is, but he just seems to always get that bottle of car. Uh, I agree. I think he must have some sort of tie there, which, um, you know, he did well when he was with Dave. I mean, don't trust our rumours. We we had the big rumour at the end of the show last week, and we were wrong. What rumour did we put? You said, you come, oh, to, me, yes, you come to me last week and was like, Chaz Monster's Chaz. going to DJR and Fabian's out. And then literally the day that this epi- that episode went live, the top story on supercars.com was... Fabian Coulthard confirmed Resigned. for 2019. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's true. Um, it'd be interesting. Take to everything see what's we happening. say with a grain of salt. Guys. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's speculation corner. We did say that. Mm. We did say that. Um, episode. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will be interesting. Well, talking about Chaz, where he is going to end up, because I don't know if he's going to stay with PRA. I don't. I don't. Where see else that can he go? Tickford. Sorry, Jesus is going to call him PRA forever. Whatever. After we know what you're talking about. Before that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got nowhere else to go. Um, He's not going to lounge his spot. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's Ty and Courtney are confirmed for next year, aren't they? Pretty sure. I don't know, actually, for Pye and Courtney. That would be interesting. I think Pye only signed a one-year deal, so... Mm. Pye's not going too bad. He's had I a think few he's doing pretty little well. mistakes. I think he's doing pretty well. Courtney's not, not a bad peddler. Obviously, he's won a championship in his day. So, um, But like I said, Courtney's well. getting a bit long in the tooth. Been there for a while now. I don't think he's going out next year, but, you know, 
Tanda's still around and Lowndes is still there. Lowndes oh, obviously Lowndes retiring. Is retiring. It's Lowndes' that last gonna, everything. Yeah, that we've got to get reminded about every race meeting I now. can tell they you what, they are not that. doing that for Garth Tanda when he announces his yeah. retirement. They're like, oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave now. No, <laughs> you can't be like that. We have to be impartial for everything. Yeah, well, I do know of some Garth Tanda lovers. There's a few of them. They normally there, there's the a lot of people them. on the hill. <laughs> Force India has gone into administration, mate. We did touch on this a little bit last week, but it's official now, and it was actually brought on by Chico. Yes. Perez actually launched the legal action, not really to, like, screw you, team, you know, you're going bankrupt, but to save the job and the company because they were, I think the creditors wanted to pretty much close down, you know, shut up shop. Um, I'm not 100% confirmed on you know, knowing exactly what's going on here. But I'm pretty sure that Sergio has gone and put some motion towards the British courts to allow administrators to come in yeah. and try and get a buyer. Yeah, So exactly. that way you can keep the 400 people that Force India employ in a job because he's looking after the team is what he's going for. And I think he did a good thing. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It all sort of started to unravel a little bit on the weekend, uh, watching Martin's grid walk when he, he had a chat with Sergio. And how honest was he there? Like, he, mm. I didn't expect, I, I I honestly thought it's race day. It's probably a bit cheeky of Martin to even ask uh, questions. Yeah. Um, but he was very candid and, and, and made time and, and had his had his say on what the situation was at Force India, which was quite nice. I noticed um, Brundle was pretty much before the grid work, you know, in the pre-show and stuff. He's was saying it's a disgrace that we've got teams that are going bankrupt when we're making, you know, a billion, two billion dollars a year in revenue. Oh, bloody oath. It's like, how are we having teams go out? But then well, and this has been a succession now too. Mm. We've now had what three teams go into Manor, administration in the last Caterham, five to ten years, and we had more than that. Manor and Caterham at least the last two. So and then yeah, you got Force India. Mm, it's not not good, and Williams doesn't look far off either. They look like they're scratching around for money, i.e., employing rich drivers. It's got to get to a point where you're getting did, pay drivers in. If you've got you two pay at, drivers... Did, I don't know if you caught this on the weekend, but um, Sergei Sorokin brought all of his mechanics a gold bracelet. Really? And a quite a chunky gold bracelet. It looks like it'd be worth it is well over $1,000. Millions. Yeah, so I thought that was a bit odd. I'm like, mm, how about you put some more money in the car and make it go faster? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> So, yeah. But, yeah, the rumors are still circling around. Apparently, there's multiple people that are offering Multiple billionaires that are looking into the Force India. And, it, look, it is probably one of the best value-for-money teams out there, i.e. they get the most out of their package quite frequently for the least amount of money spent. Oh, they they punch above their weight. They really do. Um, I don't have much other news, mate. No, there's uh, not... Well, I guess we should say condolences to the um. Oh yeah, Ferrari sorry, I, did, I completely forgot that's happened. That sort of got a lot worse the the day that of we release. recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, the day we recorded, it was he's in a coma. Yeah. The day of release, he um unfortunately passed away. So. Yeah. Yes. 
that was uh, it was nice uh, mark of respect to see the Ferraris and all the other Ferrari engine cars with a, a black line on the car for the mm-hmm. they had a black armband. They yeah. did the uh, minute of s- a moment of silence at the start of the race. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, um, I thought it was a bit odd that um, there probably wasn't any more done for it. I guess Sky F one uh, didn't want to really do anything at all for it. it. Did you notice that? I probably only watched like an hour build up yeah, of it, it. Didn't, and just it just seemed seem pretty much the normal procedure. Oh, here's yeah. a few drivers we interviewed on Thursday, Wednesday. Here's yep. a off camera piece we did over here. Um, yeah, there wasn't too much on it. There was a nice little, you know, montage package they did during the moment of silence. And I think maybe the Italian Formula One channel may have done a bit bigger thing. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, definitely. I think maybe he wasn't directly involved ever with Sky F1 and what there's no relationship there, mm. so obviously they weren't that close to him. So Yeah, but I just thought it was odd. Yeah. Well it's all it's all happened now. Alright, jumping over to the Formula One qualifying. Unless there's anything you wanted to touch on with practice and that I'd I didn't no, catch, I didn't any catch of much it. of it, no, to be honest. I, I watched a bit of it on Friday night, but nothing nothing too much. Nothing too much. Alright, well qualifying it was wet. It well, was. Was it, it wet was, on Q1? I missed Q1. It, Q1 was wet. It was a bit of an odd situation because wet, it wasn't raining. The clouds were all coming, but the track was very wet. <laughs> yeah. Which was I, odd. And I it, pretty it, much turned the TV on and was like, Q2 was just starting. I was like, perfect so, time. Well, it, it's, this whole qualifying session was very um, sporadic, if, you, if that's the right way yeah. to put it, because... It was wet. It was then drying. There was rain coming. Everyone was talking about the rain is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, and it it didn't really get there for Q1. So the track got faster and faster and faster. As obviously you would have seen in Q2 and Q3. It, it got slowly got progressively worse. Vettel in Q2, right? Was the only person to set a time with Before, like yeah. eight minutes to go, and his time was like, "Oh, mate, you would have been so happy if that was Q three. Yeah, like you're like, I got pole by about ten seconds. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was pretty lucky. Like everyone sort of sat on their hands a little bit well, going he was out, out on the inters, and he went straight out as well. Mm. So brave call, but the right one. Yeah, um, Ricardo was very compromised in in all he of got his compromised with um stroll spinning. And then yellow flag, and then he couldn't go faster in that sector. So, uh, Ricardo, after just recapping on what we were talking about last week, after he had the failure at the last track, was Wait. actually running an old spec engine. engine. Is that so you didn't take penalties? Yeah. Is it so one he's used before? It is one he used before. So, they, they were hoping to qualify in the sort of top five, you know, top six, obviously, but... They're, they're aiming for a top five to obviously and get out there and get the most out of it and not take any any um, engine penalties for what was happening in practice over the weekend. The start of the weekend, they actually looked quite good. And as the weekend went on, they actually, I don't know whether they detuned the car or they couldn't get any more out of it. And the other teams slowly moved forward and mm-hmm. closer to them. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a slightly down on power engine. Probably not the track where it really matters that much. Did you hear the radio call to, from McLaren to Alonso in Q2? Yes, it's been quite controversial, hasn't it? I don't have to be super controversial. Oh. Alonso thinks so. He's Asking angry about at what time for, oh, for broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, he is very angry at Fom. He said, you're always playing my messages and it's when I, you're trying to make me look bad. 
Yada, yada, yada. I thought it was pretty on point, exactly like the the team asking, do we want to go out on inters or wets? He's like, it doesn't matter. The last section is impossible. We can put a rocket ship in this. Yeah, yeah. Put me out in a rocket ship. We're still 11th. Yeah. There's no way we're going to go faster. Yeah. It's like, there's no point putting wets on when we're going to go 30 seconds a lap slower. Yeah. Why are we going out? We're just wasting our time. Put it in, put it up in the jack stands, mate. <laughs> yeah, we got 11th. Let's be happy with that. Like, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it was that controversial. And I have seen something about the oh, Lonzo saying that it was like, they always pick you on me and it will stop saying funny stuff. Well, and I think he's also got to realize that, you know, he's one of the biggest draw cards for Formula One. So they obviously play his stuff. And when he's being a little bit sassy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's obviously going to get the airtime it, it did. He's a guy that goes, sits up on a hill in an armchair and just leans back and goes, has a sneak sleep. And he's mm. worried about what he says on the radio. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, jumping into Q3, the rains got heavier. It did. It did. It was um quite quite heavy. By the end of Q2, it was uh, getting a bit there. So the, the times were obviously um, not that quick. I think they slowly just progressively got slower as the well, with, sessions went on. <laughs> with a few cars being caught out with the tricky conditions, you had the likes of Two Toro Rossos in the top 10. You've had yep. the, both the Hasses and a Renault. Yeah, it was it was definitely um, a, a mixed up top 10 shootout, mm. really. It was Q3. interesting. It was yeah. good. It was like Brennan Hartley, first time he's ever been into Q3. That's pretty yeah, good and effort. Like Carlos Sainz, obviously doing a great job up there, up there in, uh, in fifth position. That was stellar effort. And same with uh, Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Mm. Drove really well the whole weekend, including the race. Yep. Um, and Kimmy, oh, Kimmy, sorry. And Lewis somehow managed to get pole. Um, pretty good lap time for the conditions, considering he's like three tenths up on everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lewis was on um, another level in this in this session. He, it was a pole position that Mercedes did not think they could get. No, and honestly, I don't think many people thought they were. Um, that obviously everyone probably thought that. It was going to be a Red Bull game when it started to rain, and yeah. they struggled. They well, couldn't they turn the tires on. They wanted rain like. all weekend. We want the rain. We want the rain. As soon as it was rain, and then on, like they couldn't do anything. And then during the race, they're like, "It's all right. We want it hot. Well, make up your mind, boys." Yeah. Do you want it wet? Do you want it hot? Do you want it dry? Do you want it cool? Do you want it a nice ambient twenty-three degrees? <laughs> well, that that is something they're going to have to work out because there was a few teams that had the same problem. They they just didn't get the gain they thought they were going to, i.e. Renault-powered teams thought that they would move forward a long way with the the rain being on the circuit, not being so power-dependent. Mm. Um, Obviously, the Hondas did. The Toro Rossos were actually Hondas outperformed. Hondas are looking pretty good lately. Well, the Toro Rossos outperformed the Red Bulls in the wet. Mm. Now, I got a bit of confident for oh, Red Bull yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. Look, the Hondas come a long way. I don't think they made that decision out of um, just mm. hatred against Renault to go there next year. I'm oh sure God, we come into talk a bit about of that, it. don't we? Yep. Well, yes. What? what well, we've seen. only got. Well, we'll jump into the race now. We've only got six laps to get into it oh, before well, we true. get it's, to talk about. It is one of the major events at the start of the race. Um, so we jump into the jump race. Straight, jump yeah. into the Sunday race. All right. Cap off six laps in. We can come back to the start. Six laps in. Max Verstappen is on the radio going, no power, no power, and then a whole heap of expletives. Mode three, mode, mode three. Mode one. It was a mode one. Mode one. And mode then one. he's like, ah, Jesus. Like, not yes. Jesus. It's 
you probably heard the commentary. I don't. We're a family for shows. So we don't swear <laughs> much. <laughs> you do a pretty good job on this show, to yeah. be honest. Um, Max was not happy at the engine. He basically said he doesn't care if he blows this effing thing up. Yeah, there was a barrage of f bombs in there, it and was. Um, he was He's retracted it. He said he's sorry. He shouldn't have done it so bad. But did you notice after the race, he's like, they shouldn't have beeped it out. They needed to know everything. And then he put an Instagram post up like yesterday or saying, saying, oh, sorry. It was the heat of the moment, you know, when you're hoping to be so a competitive at a track and then everything comes crashing down because your power unit just blows up. Yes. The emotions are high and, you know. Yes, it was um very... uh. A track Red Bull had high hopes for, and and to have it taken away at the start of the race for something that was not especially because Max was the one up the grid. Like if I thought if anyone was going to have an engine blow, it's probably going to be Ricardo when he's down sixteenth or something. Yeah, yeah. Because he had a shocking start. He did. So back to the start. Back now. to the start of the race. So Max. Um, yeah. So Ricardo. so Daniel went back a few places, and, and he had ended he hit up by a force in. No, was it a Sauber? A Sauber. Marcus Ericsson smashed his front left wheel. Yeah, well, he clipped both. He clipped the left rear and then the left front. Surprise, and no the damage. Quite hard, and they, they ricocheted off each other. Um, so he he managed to get away with it. They said he had a bit of vibration, so I assume the bit, the rim was a little bit bent, mm. but and buckled. But uh, he said it was manageable, and he he managed to pull out a long first stint on those tires and move forward through the field. He was, was doing lucky. some overtake, uh, great overtaking for a track that you like can't overtake, can't overtake. I'm like, all I've done this race is watch Ricardo do overtakes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's one of the races I actually voted for driver of the day. Um, and I, I, I do that every for, now and then. I voted for Daniel Ricciardo because I figured, well, look at, he's done come from fourteenth to fourth, which was an amazing yeah. effort. Well, he actually went back to sixteenth. He went back to sixteenth. Yeah, yeah, he he dropped down a lot of positions at the start, but so he did an amazing effort, and um, it was a, yeah a lot of. Daniel Ricciardo-esque moves. Well, what did um, Crofty say? There's late, there's fashionably late, and then there's Daniel Ricciardo late. Oh, yeah. When talking about his breaking into turn one. Yes. And if he didn't get turn one right, he's like, fine, I'll go around the outside of turn two. I don't care. Yeah, it's true. He, he just, once he decided he was making the move, there wasn't much people could do about it. And um, the only got... person that held him up was Magnuson. Magnuson, yeah, and and uh, someone else we can talk about later. A little bit later, yeah. <laughs> but Magnuson, I was like, get out of the way, K Mag. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, Ma- that did, Magnuson's the hardest to get past. He like, is. He's, he defends even if even you're, if it's his and, teammate. Well, <laughs> and uh, look, he would defend Hamilton coming through with a two-second uh, a lap pace gap that he's no way he's going to beat him. He will still defend a top-running car. I got it's no amazing. issue. If you're fighting for position, the only real person you're going to hurt is yourself, really. Like well, that's you, exactly right. You, that's why most people that don't. If you're to destroy your ties, then, you know, that's fine. But if you can sort of defend in a position where it doesn't compromise your race too much and you can hold up the other cars, yeah. Well, right. that's why most of them don't. It's, you know, it's the old put the indicator on, I'm not in your race Let's not have contact. Let's not waste each other's time. You go on past. I keep my head down and race the cars that I'm actually racing. Where Magnuson never does that. No. And I don't, I used to be a little bit like, oh, get out of the way. But now I'm like, nah, no, I don't enjoy. I, I enjoy watching someone make another person actually put the move on and stick. 
I don't think it really matters too much with, say, um, with Ricardo, but maybe a Bottas coming through, you know, mm-hmm. might slow him down a bit more. Yeah, Ricardo just ma- managed to make these passes out of nowhere. Well, well, Ricardo will just make it work. He went around in the outside turn one and on the inside turn one. Yeah, it, it just whatever uh, you want to block there. Okay, well, I'll just break later and go around uh, the outside. He, he only one stop. Yeah, one stop. So he did a really long stint, the initial stint on his tires, because he started because because of the rain in qualifying, everyone got a free choice. It's true. It's true. There was a, a bit of a mixed um, split between teammates and stuff. I through liked the whole field. that. It, it was interesting. Wasn't it was it? the oh, what tires everyone going to start on? It's almost like all right. Let's do that normally. Yeah, or well, Sebastian Vettel being a bit coy on the on the straight before the start. You know, what tires are you going to run? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, I mean, I'm not going to tell bit. you, <laughs> which is good. That's I like I it. Like I like it. a bit of banter there. Because we and in the supercars, we don't have. We always run the one tire one compound. Strat- hey. Yeah, one cat. Do we used to run hard and softs in the same meeting? No, there's been a few times where we've had hards and softs at the same meeting, but not Not in the the same same race. race. And then people have accidentally put tires on because people have practice sets Sets of softs softs at a a meeting where they're running hards and and people have accidentally put practice tires on for qualifying because they're allowed to put practice tires on, but they have to be the right compounds. Just, yes, it it can be confusing. I think. I would like to see the possibility of maybe multi-compound tyres and supercars. It'd bring another element to it, wouldn't it? Mm. it might. Did it we try that a few years ago? I feel like we did. I think we We have one, to. two sets of softs for a weekend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we tried that for a But few was races. that when we were doing that stupid 60-60 format? Yes, I believe that was, yes. I hated that. You did. You were pretty vocal back then about that. It was so boring. We had it up here and I felt like we got ripped off. Yeah. It was just like stupid race. Longer races all the time. It's like how do They're we make athletes, the racing exciting? <laughs> Longer. Strategies. Anyway, let's we'll get we can talk about a little bit about supercars after we finish talking about this. We got up to lap six. Okay. The not F-bomb much else happened. City. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then really not much else happened except for Daniel Ricardo's great passing right up until the last ten laps of this race. It was a bit of a procession majority of this race. Um, I would I would say that it was probably mediocre on, on the, the race level. Yeah, excitement. we're at a track that we know <laughs> we can't pass. Yeah. Except for Ricardo you can pass anywhere. So there was a there was a They say know, it's very much like Monaco. Yeah, but what the they barriers call it, a the bit Moni- the Monaco without the um buildings or something like that. Yeah, right? the the barrier's just that little bit and they're not even that far away. I think the pace is a little bit faster than Monaco, slightly up mm. you know, the, the, not lap times, but the actual pace. So, yeah, I don't know. There was, there was a few things going on strategy-wise. There well, was a few the sloppy McLarens did a really good job of running long and then they jumping did. everyone in the pits. They did. They absolutely did. Um, there was a few sloppy pit stops there from a couple of Ferraris. Big teams. Yes. Like Vettel. Yep, well, Wasn't the first a one, five second four and a half for Vettel, and I think Raikkonen's was 5.5 or 5.7 or something like that, off the top of my head. That's was what shocking cost Vettel stuff. the race. Oh, but he absolutely. can't say anything because he lost them the race. Oh, and, and I agree with that. And I think Winners the team, honest. loses the team. Yep, and I, it, you've really got to embrace that mentality. You cannot 
blame the team. Like you can say constructively we need to fix the problem, but you can't blame the team for it. You can't blame that guy on my front left. <laughs> needs to get fired. No, um, the, the, it really did cost him because that put him out behind um, Bottas. Bottas, which he was obviously going to be in front of before the, the sloppy pit stop. Well, it wasn't sloppy, but one of the nuts wouldn't come undone, and they had a bit of dramas. Uh, apparently, with Kimmy's, there was some rubber stuck in the brake slots at the rear. Oh, right. And they had to pick the rubber out of it to let the cooling air get through. So that was why the wheel didn't go on straight away. Did you hear Kimmy on the radio about his drink? Oh, wasn't it funny? The team couldn't quite understand. They couldn't understand what he wanted to get by. He wanted to go, is my drink button working? Like, is my drink on? And is it just pumping fluid yeah. all through the cockpit? Yeah. That's a what he wanted to know. Am I going to hit a corner anytime soon and all this water is going to gush out of the car somewhere in front of my rear tires and yeah. I'm going to spin out? They're like, no, Kimmy, no, you don't have drink. We didn't hook that up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah like, no. <laughs> you could hear him getting frustrated. He was getting like, frustrated. He's like, no, no. Is it on or off? They're like, no, Kimmy, you don't have a drink. He's like, <laughs> I, I, I know this. All right? <laughs> we got that. A minute ago, I'm trying to drive a car flat even, out here. Even <laughs> Brundle picked it up in the commentary. He's like, no, he's asking, <laughs> is his drink bottle on? Like, is it is the drink pump working <laughs> and pumping the... Because he was saying it's a hot red liquid or saying it's like a, not cold water or anything. No, they don't refrigerate it at all. It's just uh, whatever the dietitian like for the team decides that they're going to have in there. Some electrolytes, a bit of... Uh, like squincher, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, they put electrolytes, they put sugar and um, uh, sort of stuff to give them uh, energy through the race as well to keep their energy bit levels of up. Yeah, bit of just a <laughs> bit of goey, you know. Michael's talking about sugar there. <laughs> so just a bit of goey. Um, yeah, all the, all the sort of good stuff to try and get them through a long race. Yes. Well, it is a, like you think about it pretty hard you're shoving that little cockpit for two what would they do an hour and 40 nearly an hour and 40 minutes well up to two hours at some tracks so um you, well they singapore is one of the hardest and it's one of the like longest 50 degrees inside the cabs there because you're yeah. like oh what do you mean you're it's open cop open top but you're like you've got all the electronics and everything around you and there's sitting not on a space. battery the mm. engine's right behind you they did deliberately direct air, the air around a way that they don't want the air coming into the cabin yeah yeah they That's don't want it was interesting with the red bulls when they had that little letterbox slot yep to get a bit of air in mm. yeah and a lot of them so that a lot of them get air from the very tip of the nose that goes into the cab yep um but it, it's minimal i obviously don't want to allow too much air in there too because much it's drag imagine getting hit with like 200 kilometer hour wind straight there <laughs> It's actually a cool fact. So the little wings on the helmets aren't, aren't there just for um, decoration as such. So you, um, you you see them on a lot of open wheelers. We use them in go-karts. They're not as necessary because we don't hit the speeds really that you need it. Mm. But if you run just a normal helmet, quite often they get what they call like helmet lift. Oh, where it's basically being sucked off your head by yep. the pressure. So the the air pressure will pull So you need a little sp- rear spoiler on the back of it. Yep. So they have a spoiler on the front, like a little duck bill on the front, and then they have like a little fin That's off the back of it. That's what that thing is on the back of it. Yep. So it's t- to keep the aero flowing over it a bit smoother and pushing it down instead of trying to lift the helmet off your head. Hmm. Okay. Just a fun fact for you. If Does you your helmet have know. that? My helmet has that, yes. Well, it, it, has, does. it doesn't have the duck bill front, but it has the, the rear fin. All right. There you go. All right. Well, 
Jumping on to the bit of the end of the race. Should we talk about Valtteri with Vettel? I, I mean, think we should well. talk about Valtteri a lot, yeah. We should talk <laughs> about Valtteri for everything because yeah. it's all about him at the end well, of the race. Well, well Hamilton managed to just ink out a, a quite a large lead it's with like his rear gunner. Seconds. That is now... His wingman. His wingman, yes, controversial. Uh, statement, another one from the, the weekend. Uh, they're calling it the wingman gate or wing gate. Oh. Uh-huh. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that Bottas is number two. No, it doesn't. Not at all. I and don't I, understand I what he thought was Mercedes happening. Mercedes didn't want to get another competitive driver in. Not if saying they... that. Not saying that Bottas isn't competitive. Well, isn't they don't a funny want another thing, one to. They don't want another Hamilton versus Nico. They're one of the teams that could afford pretty much any driver in the field, on top of their super expensive forty million pounds a year driver plus benefits or whatever bonuses. It's almost like they need to introduce a salary cap on drivers. Well, I think forty million is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I understand he's gone through a lot to get where he is. And he's got to make a living, you know. He's yeah. got to oh, he's gotta he's feed. gotta pay for a couple of people to go to the shops for him. Yeah, and he has a La Ferrari and he has a Porsche all the oh, Porsches. What did he say? Come out the other week saying is Zonda, Zonda R is just a Bucket to drive or saying. He said it's the worst car he's ever driven, I think. Yeah. He said it's the best sounding car he owns and the best car to look at. But it worst is. Worst car a, to drive. Yeah. <laughs> absolute pig to drive. And yeah. I, I can believe that. I can believe that. Looking at them, that, but I would still definitely. Ah, I would that. have it. And it's not like I can afford to do the services on them. So <laughs> I'm not driving it. <laughs> no, just... no, no. It's very true. Yeah. Anyway, back to battery. Oh, well, where do we start with Valtteri? Other than the re- rear gunnerness of The him. rear gunnerness, the fact that he managed to hold... I mean, depends on... If you're a Mercedes fan, Valtteri did a great job and managed to hold off Vettel for almost all the race. It's true. It's true. He did. He did a good job of um, putting being the cork in the bottle as Martin... Um, it, he was. He managed it. to build up. And wasn't Kimi well-behaved? Yep, there was no squabbling behind him. There was very much just follow the leader. Crofty wanted him to let him go. And he was was like, he just needs to get past Bottas. He needs to get past Bottas and then let Vettel swap back. Like, Crofty, that doesn't make sense. We want him to do, like, punt Bottas out the way. Like, you want Kimi to get in front of Vettel and then go and Kimi just, like, tag on and just go with him. It's not like how Formula One works. No, I guess... The one thing you could probably do if one car passes is that you've now got the aero wash on top of the of Bottas, so he's yeah. going to be weaker, and you're probably you're already surviving in his aero wash. You're obviously going to get a bit more aero wash from two cars, but he's also going to be more wounded than he is at the moment. Mercedes have never been very good at following the other cars. They don't either. build a car to follow. They don't need to. No. Well, they, well, they never that. needed to. They never did, and they they proved that at the last couple of meetings. Mm. Well, once Kimi. I keep saying Kimmy because I'm looking at him right here on the screen. Once Vettel got past Bottas... No, wait, they made contact, didn't they? They did make contact. Oh, isn't that what you were going to talk about? Yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking... <laughs> I'm In my head, I close my eyes and I'm just playing over the Ricardo Bottas in Oh, well, wait, hang on, hang on. So let's, you, you, you do this Kimmy... Kimmy. <laughs> Kimmy, 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 Kimmy's you, all you over my Kimmy mind. You want Kimmy to stay, don't I you? I do want Kimmy to stay <laughs> Look now. Look at him, yeah. You know, How many this podiums the, in a row has Kimmy got? Five. And you know, this is the first time since 2007 Kimmy's had five podiums in a row. He won that championship. Good on him. He needs to go. 
Doesn't. Put Ricardo in his seat already, people. Get some sense about you. It's not happening. It's not, it's ha- not happening. He's staying. Staying. <laughs> he's staying. He's staying at Red Bull, and he's just trying to make them pay him more. Yeah. But anyway. Um, Do the Valtteri and Okay, Vittel. so Bottas and Vettel. Uh, Vettel, you know, did a, a quite a aggressive, well, overtake try down the straight. Didn't quite get it all done. Managed to get it off the good traction off of turn one. Going up to turn two, all kind of looked like it was over. And Bottas still kind of had his nose in there. Vettel hit the brakes, went in for the apex, and Bottas uh, was still sort of had the tip of his wing in in the gap between the the apex and mm. and uh, and Vettel's car, and uh, they made contact. It was pretty lucky Vettel didn't get, get a, a puncture, puncture because yeah, it was, that was straight wing and played onto tire, which tire. normally does puncture them. Uh, but it compromised Bottas, broke Bottas's wing, which did compromise the rest his, of his race. They had his um. They had the new nose out the front waiting for him to come into the pits. Yeah, I think they were weighing up how many laps were left, I think, which was only about 10 laps by that stage versus how much time he was going to lose a lap versus how long he, his pit stop time if would be. If he pitted, he would have still ended up fifth. Yeah, it didn't change the, the, the outcome of the race. Now, did he get penalised for that or did no. he get penalised for the contact? So with... the, the stewards looked over this and they said it was just a racing incident. All right. Um, took two tango. Vettel kind of closed the door a bit. You know, he lost the arrow, slid up the inside, and, and hit him. It, honestly, it was one of those here. You know, but uh, Brundle was pretty much pointing more blame towards Vettel. Yeah, which I disagree with. I, I, I he don't was a f- ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. Like Brundle's under the opinion of you've got to leave room, but they were coming up to the apex. He had commanding position. There was no way he was going to make a passing move up the inside. He should pull his nose out. Yeah. That's my view. Um, email in if you disagree. You know, at com. Yep. <laughs> Do Brought it. to you by Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my my opinion. I don't know what yours was. What you, no, what I you thought feel? it was Bottas's yeah, fault. Okay. I'm like, nah, Vettel was that far ahead. If your front wing is clipping my rear tire you're in the fault yeah so next then, incident Kimmy got past nice and quick he did because I mean no end plate <laughs> no end plate it's pretty <laughs> easy then Valtteri was just being a pain in the butt <sighs> wouldn't let Ricardo get past him he wouldn't would he no defending I think it was two, quite two laps of aggressive defending or a lap yeah. of it yep and uh, you don't do that to Ricardo because he'll put you in your place he he'll, did. Go, he'll go one way or the other so then it was coming into turn one i think this was on the last lap no no two laps to two go. laps to go was the incident where ricardo's decided i'm going around the outside of you and ricardo left him miles of space because yeah. ricardo was like i don't care about that apex yep um i'm th- faster out here in the marbles than you are in the apex anyway yeah <laughs> Valtteri Bottas missed that apex so much, he's actually going to write that apex a few letters about how much he misses that apex. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> it's just, it was so bad out. Just the biggest understeer into the side of it, uh, Ricardo. I then didn't want to give the position back. It's true. It's true. He uh, he basically understeered directly into the side of Ricardo and made quite a lot of damage to both cars. Mm. Um, damaged the other side of the way of his car and took out a bit of the... Was it the floor of 
Ricardo? Yeah, so he, he he did a lot of damage. He did um the, the the uprights on the side pods, the side pod damage, floor damage. He broke his front wing again. He punctured his own side pod. It was a lot of damage done in that incident. It was mm. quite a heavy hit. Um, and then refused to give the position back. The team said, Valtteri, we need to give the position to everyone. Calls him Ricciardo. Yeah. Drop the Ricky bit. It's just Ricardo. That's <laughs> how Australians say it. We drop words. It's like Porsche is not Porsche. It's just Porsche. It's true. We it, don't say fancy say stuff. <laughs> you have to give the position back to Ricciardo. And he's like, why? And he's like, uh, for the um, contact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know when you punted him off the road? Yeah. Can't do that. You just felt like saying, really? 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 You need a question really? You can ask? Really? In the end, doesn't matter because Ricardo went by him, and then flipped him off. Yeah, he did. He did. I seen a photo of that. That's quite yeah. funny. It's like, oh well. Remember when Vettel did that to someone in Malaysia a couple of years ago? I remember when Ricardo and Bottas were like best besties. Not anymore. <laughs> ah, I think it was just more of the frustration. Yeah, it was a you've been a dickhead. Like, come on, mate, pull your yeah. head in. Yeah, that's what that was. Um, but in the end, that uh, Ricardo come home fourth. Lewis Hamilton claimed a victory for his himself and for me. Um, he did. First point in a long time. So, hey. Clawing them back one at a time, One mate. at a time, mate. You I'm can claw them like, back. I'd be can... like Triple Eight, mate. I'll come into my own in you the Enduro yeah, well, season. Yeah, it's true. It could happen. It could happen. So, he, Michael's got another point now. I'd, he could get, and now we've got another weekend of one point. One point, yep. And then we got a bit of a gap. Yeah. Well, we've we got, got one week off. In, yeah, so we're, we're obviously coming to the summer season uh, for Formula 1. So we've got to wait all the way till the end of August, I believe, for Spa. Can't wait for it, but Spa's love great. that track. Did you watch any of the Spa 24-hour on the weekend? No, it I just watched... a massive crash. Yeah, I watched the, the re- uh, replays of that... Um, Incident. <laughs> Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Sorry, exactly. for some reason I'm like... Kimmy, uh, no. <laughs> it's a car. It's a car. You know, four wheels. <laughs> yes. Oh, I looked at it afterwards. I'm like, I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> well, you, you, yeah, you could barely tell. Um, uh, luckily, crash. all the officials are okay. Mm. Um, everyone's. Uh, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, fit and ready for work for Monday, but they were all okay. No one's in, in serious condition yeah. or anything, so it's okay. That's good. I love Spa. We, don't, we, we can track. talk about sparring a bit later. We can we talk about now it after the bend. After the bend. So we're now going to jump over to the Sydney Super Night. Is it the Red Rooster Sydney Super Night 300? Sydney 300, yeah. Whatever it is. The nighttime race. Yes. You get one point per kilometer. Mm. Is it too many points? It's too many points, but that we, we you know, we won't get into that. <laughs> I good. don't think it should be worth as much points as Bathurst. I think it's ridiculous. This is a wild card. Yeah, this is get people watching. That's what. But I think the general is. people on the hill don't give a crap about how many points. I know, but most people is... wouldn't tell you how many points you get for a race win. Maybe it's making the teams put in a little effort for the night race. Maybe. Well, three hundred k's single driver. It's one of the biggest stints they're going to do. I don't even think they're going to do a driving stint at Bathurst this long. Yeah, a few of them might, but it's not that common. Yeah, mm. you're right. It's a long stint, especially around that place. That's a long, long way around they're using the big track. Yeah, it's a lot of laps. So this is going to be interesting because we've got a qualifying, uh, no, practice Friday afternoon. 
I think a Friday night. Thursday? Friday. I think it's only Friday, Saturday event. It is, it is a Friday, Saturday event, yeah. It was going to be one that I actually looked at attending, but I couldn't get the time off because it was one year like I could literally fly out Friday morning, get into Sydney, yeah, you fly home one day. Sunday. Mr. 80 you know. hours a week. But So who's your tip? Scotty. It's got to be Scotty. It's got to be Scotty. You're going Scotty. I'm going to go Shane. Yep, Shane is the second person I was going to pick. I did that, uh, what's the poll? On the Speed Cafe. Yeah, Speed Cafe. Our favourite poll. polling place. Per-tech Who will win poll. the Pertech poll? Who will win the... We we talk more about the Pertech poll than the bloody Pertech pit stop challenge that everyone seems to not give a crap about. Is that happening this year, the yeah. Pertech challenge? Yeah, it still is. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. Are they even putting any of the times no. up? No, no, no. Right. Hey, bloody Speed Cafe, if you listen to this, how about you report on it? Because yeah. you don't. Um, let's see. Let's try and find some any per tech. Rethink required for willpower. Wildcard. Way. Wildcard. Nah, this is this fluff piece. Fluff piece. Team Penske will only fill a supercar wildcard in for Indianapolis 500 winner if the category rethinks its tyre and testing rules, says President. Oh. Fluff piece. That would be cool. Okay. Apparently, it's a fan favourite, the... Pertech pit stop challenge. Mm. I have heard many people not talk about it. <laughs> yes. Definitely all the people I have not heard talk about it. The problem is, is they don't give you. Wow. This looks like it's done an Excel spreadsheet. It is done an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet and it even looks like it's been rescanned because it's got some extra stuff on there. Um, they don't tell me how long. That's the thing. I don't care. I want. I don't care about their transit time. I want to know how long will you stop for. The yeah, DHL like pit stop challenge of Formula One's good because they're like Williams, two point one seconds. Yeah. This is silly. So. I'm not giving boycott. It, I'm not giving it any breath. Unless Speed Cafe starts reporting on it. So what's the percentages? Oh, of the yeah. Sorry, we're back onto this poll. We'll vote for Shane. Um, so 35.85% of people have voted for Scott McLaughlin and 23.63% of people have voted for Shane Van Gisbergen. 7.2% um, of people are very hopeful for Craig Lowndes. Okay, well, let's let's do this. 111 people are on drugs thinking Simone is going to win. I've got a question for you. Okay, ask away. If you... Make it a, a B championship, like we do in Formula One. Yep. Yep. Who do you reckon, other than Shane and Scotty, is going to do the best at this weekend? Mm. It's a tight championship. Like It's a very hard question. V8s is probably one of the hardest to predict around the world it racing. Is. It's a bit like NASCAR, you know. It's so equal across the field. A lot of them can That's win. what makes the racing so good. Um, wind cup or lounge? 
possible, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 honestly, I didn't have an answer for you. No, you I think it's, it's those two. I honestly think that Triple Eight may not have their head around this car 100%, but man, they've got a, their head around that car better than everyone else. The the VF? The ZB. ZB. ZB, yeah, VF. Why am I saying VF? I don't know, man. Yeah. You're thinking about bloody, <laughs> what's his name? Super Kurtz Kostecki. Yeah. Oh, talking about t- Super 2s, did you see that Kelly, Rick, uh, Todd Kelly is open to starting his own Super 2 team if buyers aren't going to come forward and buy the Nissan Altimas after mm. 2019? There you go. He said they are a good package, great for the Super 2s. And if no one buys them, he's willing to run two or three cars in the Super 2s. Wow. That's exciting. Mm. They're quite competitive in that category. They'll probably nearly dominate with their yeah. background inf- information from the main game as well. So that'll be, yeah, a lot of people will be lining up to drive for him. Well, if they're willing to also then bring it forward, then you they're also looking at a way to harvest young talent. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. So that's interesting. I thought that's good. And, you know, the Super 2 teams, you know, more more the better. I like the Super 2. Super 2 is kind of like what supercars used to be when it was the ATCC, <laughs> Australian Touring Car Championship, when you had a field of 40 cars. Yeah, it's true. There can be quite a few Super 2s. There's a lot of them, I think. Yeah. The, the quality of racing has picked up dramatically. Well, there's such so many good drivers in there. There's ex-form, uh, ex-form, ex-V8 supercar drivers in that, in that field. Mm. You know, like and Future great V8 supercar drivers. Yeah, and great up and coming drivers. You know, guys that have been overseas racing. You know, you know, in all sorts of Formula cars and whatnot. It's it's pretty cool. It's good. Well, I'm going to wrap us up there, mate. Beauty. First episode under an hour in a while. Not double header, see. Uh it was easy this week. It was. We, easy. we busted out easy. It was like if you really want to talk about the race, we just jumped to the last ten laps. That was great. If you haven't <laughs> watched the race, go to the last ten laps and watch it. It's true. It's true. Unfortunately, you had to get through that first sixty laps of <sighs> procedural racing. <laughs> yep. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week for another episode of Breaking Late, your favorite podcast. Um, if you have anything you want to write in about, if you disagree with JD or myself, or if you agree with us, write in the web. The email address is breakinglate at gmail.com. You can hit up our website, breakinglate.com, and check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash breakinglate, where we do try and get back to everyone that messages us and writes in. Yep. Cheers, guys. Cool. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys next week. Catch you then. See ya. Bye. Bye.